morning, scholars. Walter Bound here. We're going to talk about Emily Dickinson today. But what, what I want you to do is, oftentimes, what Emily Dickinson means to someone like me, who is 1 in 50, versus someone who is 7 in 10, oftentimes it's very different. We have different stories for different parts of our lives. But I want you to think about how does Emily Dickinson relate to your situation, being 16 and 17? Think about what your generation tends to covet, the idea of likes, fame, uh, wanting to fit in uh, or not wanting to fit in, and social responsibility and the responsibility you have to your society, to your parents. And Emily Dickinson speaks a lot because she has such a young voice but such an old soul that you're sitting there at your desk reading her poetry and she's of course writing about death and I'm like I don't really want to read about this right now right or she's talking about um, nature or you know religion and maybe you are at odds with your parents about religion and going to church um, Emily Dickinson sure was Maybe you're at odds about uh, expectations uh, that you have with your family and society that you have to marry within your, you know, religion or within your, you know, designated parameters. And Emily Dickinson says the, uh, you know, the soul selects her own society. So don't you select who I should marry. Uh, let me select. And let me select if I don't want to marry. Because that could be another big instance of like, no, you need, you need to give us grandchildren. And like, well, I don't really want to marry. And if that's what you don't want to do, well, then that really should be your, you know, option. Uh, you know, if we listen to uh, Emily Dickinson. So what Emily Dickinson does is you have to think about um, what she can teach you and what she can help you with and what you can appreciate the power of the individual, the power of insight uh, especially for females uh, who are is still in a very masculine world. And looking at Emily Dickinson and saying, okay, how can I use my creativity? How can I use my powers? How can I stay true to myself and my vision while still being part of family? She was very, very connected to her family and very loyal to her family. Um, and she journeyed distances without really leaving Amherst too much. Occasionally she did leave Amherst, but it wasn't too much. And she frequently didn't even leave her house. So very different from Whitman, who was like everywhere. Dickinson is centered solidly, almost as much as Thoreau, um, in one location. But even more secluded than Thoreau. Um, so think about where you're sitting there. Reading these poems, what can she teach you that you can appreciate um, and then apply to your thinking about your faith, about your connection to your family, to how do you view death? How can you, you know, accept death as a natural thing? And, and then if you know 
and we all know we're going to die, how do you live knowing that we are going to die? Um, so I, I see Emily Dickinson kind of walking every day with death because she did. Every time she had a fainting, so she had epilepsy. So suddenly it would have come on. And when she says that last onset of death, I mean, think about that. Think about the terror. Because I think people with epilepsy, of what I've read uh, from Emily Dickinson's biography, is that you know it's coming like a minute or so before it comes. And then you, you, you're down. You faint. Right? Um, and they didn't have medicine back then to, to deal with these seizures. So thinking like, oh my God, here it comes. And you get these, these, these shivers. And Emily Dickinson would describe it as like, this vision for like a minute it's like seeing the seeing god and it was like almost like this ecstasy that you have this minute of this this chills and then then you're down and then eventually you come back right so you know emily thinks that this, this resurrection theme that we see and this is something i just thought about you know in doing this recording uh, and that's why writing and speaking are so important because it's the mind's working it's digging and I didn't recognize that Emily Dickinson's epilepsy directly corresponds or indirectly corresponds to a lot of her themes in her poetry. Um, and of course, if you're an outsider and you have, it's almost like this mystic that has this secret connection to the other world, that you are a messenger from that other world. And she's still a messenger from that other world through all of her uh, incredible poetry, which seem to be like hieroglyphics. Uh, we read it, it's so highly metaphorical, and oftentimes on the first reading, we're like, WTH, what the heck, you know, I, I don't get this. Okay, it's short, read it again, read it again, and start thinking about the first line. Okay, what could she mean by this, and what could she mean by that, or what are the possible, what are the possibilities? of Emily Dickinson's intention here, uh, and how does it translate over the 150 years or so? And, you know, what is, she, uh, what, is she, what is she telling us about friendship? What is she telling us about the secret lives that we all have, the, the public face that we have, the private self that we have, and how she can inspire us just to be better human beings in touch uh, with that mysterious other side? or with the people who are part of our society, even if it's just one other person. Uh, hopefully this uh, just gave you some a little insight into Emily Dickinson. Of course, I could be hopefully talking about other aspects, more detailed uh, poems and themes of Emily Dickinson as I do more of these podcasts about education and English and American lit and rhetoric and all that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. You can check out my other podcasts, uh, Down With Bound and Liberating the Educator. I'm also on YouTube, uh, so subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Walter Bound, for lots of different videos, stuff um, about English. There are also some other stuff there, uh, some humor, some essays, some fiction, um, and tell me what you think. Take care. Bye-bye.